This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. The Mansi Shatner's Tester. Rav Yaakov Kreitman, which has been running for many, many years, the Mansi Shatner's Tester, does Shatner's testing in Mansi, New York, in Englewood, New Jersey, Great Neck, New York, uh, Queens, New York, and other areas. He used to go to Queens to do shotness testing in Rabbi Friedman's shul and at David's cleaners on Main Street in Flushing. Now his son is following in the footsteps of his father in Lakewood, New Jersey, also doing so-called shotness testing. Queens. In June 2001, some of the Queens Rabbonim, namely... Rabbi Schaimov, Rabbi Shlomit Heitelbaum, and uh, Rabbi Peret Steinberg began to suspect the validity of the Mansi tester. Therefore, the Rabbonim acquired three garments that contained shotness and sent them to the Mansi tester for testing via David's cleaners. The three garments were as follows. A man's jacket, with the label Emanuel Ungaro from Mexico, a sweater, and a skirt by the company Wilna B. All three garments, the Monty Test is certified and labeled as non-shotness. These garments were retested by Rabbi Yoel Shaket and Rabbi Yosef Sayag, who are directors of the National Association of Professional Shotness Testers and Researchers located in Lakewood, New Jersey, who both confirmed that they did indeed contain shotness, wool and linen in their external shell, which is an obvious place which any qualified tester should be able to find easily. The Rabbonim of Queens, Rabbis Chaimov, Rabbi Teichmann, Rabbi Peret Steinberg, confronted the Mansi tester on June 7, 2001 in Rabbi Friedman's shul, and even though they informed them these garments contained shotness, he was a- unable to identify the places of the shotness. He did at first claim and said that I'm sorry I don't have all of my tools with me, so I can't really find the shotness. So Rabbi Teitelbaum told him, well, if you come over here and you're testing today for shotness and you don't have your tools, how in the world do you put on labels non-shotness if you really don't have all the tools you need? He had no response to that. I was, I, Yodashain, was behind the curtain over there by the Ezusnashim. I came out carrying with me a microscope and all other tools that a shotness tester would need, and I put it down on the table by the Rabbonim and Rabbi Kreitman, and said, now you have all the tools that you need in order to be able to do testing. He still was unable to locate the places that the shotness was there. He came down a second time on a Sunday, and we presented him with threads and swatches of materials for, in order to ascertain his degree of expertise. Because if you can't identify fibers and swatches of material to know what's wool, what's linen, what's rammy, etc., etc., there is no way of you being able to identify and be a, a qualified shotness tester if you don't know 
what the fibers of the swatch's materials are made of, and he was not able to identify what those things were, so he was really an unqualified tester, and he's been doing testing for many, many years. And at that meeting, Rabbi Oilbam was there, Rabbi Teitelbaum, Rabbi Peretz Steinberg, and Rabbi Savitsky. They concluded by advising him to please not to return to Queens because he's an unqualified tester. Further on, in, on July 9th, 2001, I, myself, Rabbi Shane, together with the Yoyal Chakas, the director of the National Association of Professional Shopman's Testing and Researchers, set up a meeting and went to the vision of the Rebbe, Rebbe Yisrael Hagar Shlita in Mansi, and informed them of the problems with the Mansi Shafas tester, and that the people in, in the Skvet, in the Vizhnets, are using him as their tester. The Rebbe immediately appointed Rav Naiman, the vision of Zion, to investigate and ascertain exactly what, if any, problems were occurring. I myself, Yoda Shane, was trained in shotness testing under Rabbi Yosef Rosenberger numerous years ago when I worked under his personal guidance in his laboratory for quite some time. Two days later, Rabbi Shane, together with Rabbi Yosef Sayag, had a meeting with Rav Nyman to present the shotness mishaps and, have, and to decide how to proceed. On July 17, 2001, myself, together with Yosef Sayag, met with the Rabbonim of Mansi, mainly Rabbi Shrael Haga, the vision to Rabbi's son, Rabbi Menachem Meir Weissmandel, Rabbi Schneebald, and Rabbi Naiman to discuss the seriousness of the problem concerning the Mansi Shatnas Test Center. Rabbi Sayag and Rabbi Shaket were asked to come again to Mansi, this is basically the fourth time already, and demonstrate to the Rabbonim the exact location of the Shatnas in the garments that was certified as non-shotness by Monty Test Center. Mind you, he not only he said it's non-shotness, he did put on labels on the dim, and Rabbi Kreitman that it's non-shotness. Rabbi Sayag and Rabbi Shaket clearly showed Rabbonim, Rabbi Yisrael Hager, Rabbi Weissman, Rabbi Schneebel, Rabbi the shotness by the use of microscopes. They showed them on a, on a large screen of what was being taken out of a microscope and showed them in technical manuals what wool and linen and cotton look like under a microscope. So the Rabbana were able to make that identification without really relying on any of the shotness testing because they were able to decide on their own what it looks like under a microscope and saw it coming out of those same clothing that the Monty shotness tester certify them and label them as non shotness. The Rabbanim were literally shocked and dismayed how the shotness was missed and they all had non shotness labels affixed to them. The Ranzi Rabbanim, Rabbi Yisrael Hager, Rabbi Weissman, Rabbi Schneebald, and also Rabbi Rottenberg, a rov in the Wesley Hills area, and Rabbi Nyman confronted the Manzi shotness test with the fact on July 26, 2001, we confessed that he's lacking the knowledge to be able to test properly, and the Rabban concluded that he's not qualified to test for shotness unless he attends an extensive shotness training session. So, this um, uh, Rabbi Kreitman uh, picked himself up and went to Shalayim to the shotness laboratory in Shalayim. 
And I basically, Yehud Hashem, picked up on it, and I called up the head of Yerushalayim Shatter's laboratory, and I was starting to discuss it with him, and it was a little surprising. He was very quiet, not responding to anything I'm talking to him. So I followed up with a question. I asked him, is this Rabbi Kreitman perhaps in your laboratory at this time? He says, he is. Here's my home number, he says, and please call me at this and this time in my home. And I called him, and I explained to him of what's going on, and I sent him out by fax a copy of, um, of a report of what we've done of his uh, capabilities. And he explained to me that this Rabbi Kreitman seemed to be extremely, extremely knowledgeable in talking about shotguns, but they have not tested him or anything else like it. I said, well, why don't you run him through for a test to see what he's all about? Which they did, and they realized that he really has got a problem, and they told him that in order for us to be able to train you in shotness testing, it'll take us at least a year, because we have to untrain you of what are all your mistakes and retrain you. And he said that, and he left them, basically. No commitment or anything else like it. Then I tracked him down that he went to the Bnei Brak Shatner's lab in order to try to pull something on them with the same thing of talking to them about Shatner's and hopefully getting out of them a letter that he is a very, very knowledgeable person of Shatner's. But I told him exactly what happened and told them to please call the Shatner's laboratory in Yerushalayim, which they did. And then they decided to test this Manti Shatner's tester. And after testing him, they told him that it will take at least a year for us to train you in Shatner's testing. So at that point, he told them that I decided I am not going to continue with Shatner's testing. I'm leaving the field altogether. Upon his return to Manti, the Manti Shatner's tester, he wasn't doing any testing for a week, but then he continued doing shotness testing by encouragement of some of the Wesley Hills Mansi Rabbonin. They decided to tell him to go back and continue. A meeting of the Rabbonin, Rabbi Stroll Hager, Rabbi Weissman, Rabbi Schneeberg, Rabbi Rothenberg, and Rabbi Wettenstein, the Belzadayan, joined in, took place in Mansi on August 30th, 2001, to decide how to proceed. Rabbonim that attended were as follows, Rabbi, Rabbi Hager, Rabbi Weissman, Rabbi Schnellbald, and Rabbi Nyman, Rabbi Rottenberg, Rabbi Wettenstein, and the Satmedadai and Rabbi Halverstam also decided to be there also, and uh, Rabbi Yoyal Shaket was there, and Rabbi uh, uh, Yosef Sayag, and Rabbi Yeshaya David Peer was also present. The, direct, the director of the Lee Avenue Shafter's Laboratory, Yitzhak Lustin, and Rabbi Yaakov Kreitman, the Mansi Tester. The results of the meeting was that Rabbi Yaakov Kreitman, the Mansi Tester, was going to be trained by Rabbi Yoel Shaket from Lakewood. However, Rabbi Kreitman refused to cooperate. He was called numerous times to set up meetings to be able to start doing the training, etc., etc., and he refused. In September 2001, there was a meeting where basically it seemed that the Rabbanim were questioning a little bit the closing that we, we I mean we is Rabbi Yosef Sayag, Rabbi Shaket, and myself were presenting to Rabbanim. 
And I asked the uh, Mr. Hagler what seems to be the hesitancy over here. Is it perhaps that you think that perhaps one of us or me are putting in shotness into the closing after we take it back uh, from you, uh, after we got it back from Kreitman? So Rabbi Sorrel Hager says, yes, that is the, one of the concerns we have. I said, fine, is Rabbi Schneebald or uh, Ish by you people? He said, Avada. So I said, we'll do the following. We'll take five pieces of clothing, give it to Rabbi Schneebald, and he will give it in to Rabbi Kreitman, and get it back with his labels, and don't give it to us. Then we will come back here at a meeting, which was already meeting number six or so, and we will at that time show you where the shotness is, and let's see how we could proceed from that point on. And we did this basically twice. The first time there was uh, linen at the armhole tapes, and the shotness tester missed it, which we showed that to Rabonim, and that the tapes basically you can't go put in later. After Sukkot 2001, Rabbi Schneebald asked for some more garments because he wants to do it again and he wants to make some more testing to, in order to avoid any suspicion of impropriety. The four garments were sent were as follows. A skirt from Louis Farad, Croatia, labeled 78% wool, 22% nylon. Fabric was actually shotness containing wool and linen without nylon. A boy's Victoria suit that had a linen collar, a boy's wool outer jacket, Canada size 3, that had linen scraps connecting the lining to its outer shell, so it's father shotness, a boy's shirt made in Italy of linen and cotton that also had wool trimming around its neck and edge of front pockets and sleeves. Rabbi Schneebach sent them in and they all returned with non-shotness tags affixed to them. He then requested a few more garments with very obvious shotness be sent. So this was about time number eight, approximately. So we gave him another five garments, a lady's jacket, that the fabric itself was wool, mohair, and linen, a men's black sweater that the fabric itself was wool and linen, a men's jacket that the linen jacket had wool under the collar felt, a lady's black jacket that was 100% wool, but some of the buttons were sewn on with linen threads. And a boy jacket that had linen sleeve heads. By November 1st, 2001, a total of nine shotness garments were sent to Monty Tester. All were certified as non-shotness. All was done under the auspices of Rabbi Schneebalg, and all of them we were able to show that they had shotness. November 7, 2001, Rabbi Siag and Rabbi Shaket were asked to come to Mansi and demonstrate again to the Rabbi, Rabbi Yisrael Hager, Rabbi Weissman, Rabbi Schneeberg, Rabbi Nyman, Rabbi Rottenberg, the location of the shotness and the garments certified as non-shotness by the Mansi Test Center, which was given to him by Rabbi Schneeberg, a total of nine garments. And we demonstrated on every single one of them and Rabbi Wartenberg took notes of exactly where it is and what Rabbi Siyag and Rabbi Shakar are showing them for the location every single one of the garments and to see what these things are. Then Rabbi um, Rottenberg sent those garments for further clarification to the Williamsburg and Borough Park um, shotness testing laboratories to confirm.
The Rabbanim asked him again to please resign, but he refused to resign. Then came into play a new, very interesting move. He went and got certified and got a hashgacha from a bezdin called Mishpat Shalom in Williamsburg. And uh, we, even though the Mansi Rabbanim advised Mishpat Shalom not to give hashgacha, and they advised the Mansi Shatas test not to go for Ashkocha. Mishpat Shalom also certifies the Lee Avenue Laboratory. A meeting was called by Mishpat Shalom Besden to update them of the findings of the Queens of Mansi Rabbanim as far as the Mansi test is. The meeting took place in Williamsburg on January 16, 2002. Present were Rabbi Shane, myself, Rabbi Yosef Sayag, together with representatives of Lee Avenue Shatner's laboratory, although the Mansi tester himself decided not to appear. All eight Rabbanim of Mishpat Shalom were present, together with Rabbi Schneebal from Mansi. Also present were prominent Flatbush Rabbi Lazer Ginsburg and a Flatbush Askin Rabbi Mordechai Gelberg. Yehuda Shane asked every one individually of the Mishpat Shalom Rabbanim. After we started showing them shotness, and uh, I realized that they, they, not, they don't know what they're looking for, I asked each one individually, do you know shotness testing? And each one individually responded, no, they don't. So I said, do you know how to tell the difference if a fiber is linen, cotton, or wool? And each one was asked individually, and each one responded, no, they don't. I asked further, can I teach the Rabbanim It'll take me 10 to 15 minutes, and I'll teach you how to tell the difference to identify if it's wool, linen, cotton, or something else. They all, each one separately responded, we have no interest. I asked, how in the world are you giving a hashgacha to somebody that he's qualified to check for shotness when you have no interest and you don't know at all of what's going on with shotness? And they said, well, we're really relying on the Lee Avenue Laboratory, who happens to know him, and we know them, and they said that he's Erlich, so based on that, we're ready to give Ashgacha that he's qualified as a tester. Interesting. Also at the meeting was a CPA who bought suits purchased at the store in Manhattan called British American House, a very, very expensive um, uh, store of um, custom-made suits. And they were all tested by Lee Avenue Shotness Center and labeled as non-shotness. After retesting them at the Flatbush Laboratory, which is not affiliated with the Lee Avenue Laboratory, they were all found to contain linen collars, which is a very obvious shotness problem. At first, the Lee Avenue Laboratory claimed that their tester had not served British American House in Manhattan for the past three years. The owner of the suits, the, the CPA, basically was livid and he went right at the meeting and he called from his phone, he called the British American House, the store manager, and he confirmed that the tester from Lee Avenue Lab comes once every two weeks to do shopless testing and they're charging him $12 a suit. The best of Patrol had nothing to say as to explain how these garments was certified as non-shotness or the confusion about services supposedly under the Rajgache and they claim that they don't check it and he says and he knew the name of the tester 
that's coming from Williamsburg every every two weeks. At this point, the CPA got up and said respectfully to Yarnum that he had taken off work to attend this meeting, and since these serious issues are not being addressed, he would have to excuse himself and leave. A few of the Rabbanim also got up to leave. We concluded at that point that it was useless for us to remain any longer at the meeting, since the Mansi tester was not present, represented from Lee Avenue Laboratory were the only ones present, and the serious issues were not being addressed, it was basically everything was being laughed off completely. We must have had with them um, 10 meetings between all of the bottom and everything, and, and nothing ever happened to get down to the bottom of it for them to ask anyone else like it. As of today, the Monty Shotness Tester and his son opened up a Shotness Testing in Lakewood just a few years ago. He doesn't know anything more than his father knows because we tested many of his uh, clothing that he has labels in there that it's not Shotness and it is Shotness. So, all under, uh, and he got a hold of three younger light over here that formed a Besden called Besden. Lignone Shatnas of Lakewood, and they give him a certification, and none of them know anything about Shatnas, and we see the evidence because we could check the suits and see that basically everything is coming back, and it has Shatnas in them, not all the clothing, but a tremendous amount of them, and others we find very interestingly don't even have any signs that they were opened up in the proper places to test for Shatnas. And this is still going on today. For example, in December 2006, a young man brought to the Lakewood Shopping Testing Center a wool banana republic coat with a linen collar and a Shopping's free tag attached to it from Monty Test Center. And this is a full five years after we've gone through with Ravonim again and again. Then this, the, we get a call from Rabbi Aaron Goldman, sir, from this one of the Square Dayanim in Square that this um, uh, Mansi Shatnas tester asked them for a hashgacha on Shatnas testing. So he'd like to know what it is. So we told him exactly the story, what the background is, and everything else like it. So the meeting was held at the home of Rabbi Ram Spitz of the Skveridine in Lakewood. The purpose of the meeting was to discuss if it was possible to train Rabbi Yaakov Kreitman from the Mansi Shatnas tester to become a qualified tester. As the Monsi Test Center had approached the Besden of New Square and requested a certification under their auspices at Hashkacha, the conclusion of the meeting was that three garments that contained shatnas would be given to Rabbi Goldman for him to forward to Rabbi Kreitman, because Rabbi Kreitman said at that point, now I know shatnas testing. The three garments were given were as follows. A lady's linen hazel sweater made in China, its seams were held together with wool yarn. A lady's Eileen Fisher black jacket, made in China, that its external fabric was made from a mix of wool and linen. The third item was a lady's sweater jacket that had no brand name. Its external fabric contained wool and linen. All three garments came back from the Monty Test Center and all were certified as non-shotters. Rabbi Goldman then forwarded these garments to the Monroe Shotters Laboratory, which is affiliated with the Lakewood Shoppers Laboratory, and they confirmed that every one of these garments were really completely shotness. 
Was there an obligation when I told him with Rabbana to inspect the garment of Rabbi Goldman to forward it to Mr. Kreitman? Or Rabbi Kreitman? In some cases, if it's a Torah obligation to inspect, in other cases, it's an obligation with Rabbanon, and still other situations, there is no obligation to inspect at all. In this way, the obligation to inspect for shatters is similar to the obligation to inspect food for possible infestation. When shatters is frequently found in clothing, the obligation to inspect is minatoria because of suffolk the rice Mom will not wear or eat something if there is a doubt whether it's permitted or forbidden. I myself have asked this to the Moshe Feinstein and he says yes, all clothing because of the amount of shatters that's in there must be given in to a qualified tester to be able to test them if there is that and before that you cannot wear it. Therefore types of clothing that more than 50% are known to contain shatters are prohibited to be worn without prior inspection. That's in the Sefer Shatnas La Locha Zion Sif Bays. More than 50% of linen jackets and linen sweaters are known to contain shatnas and are therefore prohibited to be worn without prior inspection. In conclusion, the Monty Test Center and his son in Lakewood are not to be relied upon, and all the clothing that they have tested must be retested. Doesn't make a difference if they have Ashgach from Mishpacholim or the Lakewood Basin of Shatnas. None of them are qualified to be able to do that. Yeah. <clears throat> Another very interesting point. A number of people in Mansi said that they think that Rabbi Kreitman is a very, very big mumcha in Shatnas because there are certain button threads that G and G um, company was using and Mr. Rosenberger said it's a type of cotton and Mr. Kreitman said that no, it's linen and they, they feel that way that Mr. Kreitman is definitely a bigger expert. So I, Rabbi Shane, decided to follow up on that type of button thread that they are using. It was determined that it was called mercerized cotton, which under the microscope does look very similar to linen. So I contacted the patent holder of mercerized cotton to ascertain how to tell the difference under the microscope if it's mercerized cotton or it's linen because there is a very big similarity under the microscope and they explained to me what it is and then I checked the, the thread that G&G was using and was mercerized cotton. It just happens to be that Rabbi Kreitman is not proficient in fiber identification which we've seen before. Uh, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky told my family that they may not rely on Rabbi Kreitman for Mansi for shotness testing as Rabbi Kreitman violated this P.S. cough to Mr. Rosenberger, the head of the Williamsburg Shotness Laboratory. Two Rabbanim and Mansi, Rabbi Mordechai Orbach and Benzin Kokus, asked me, Yehuda Shane, uh, when they were going to look into this matter of um, the Mansi shotness test, I should post by them a bond of $5,000 and they'll look into the Kreitman issue. I asked shockingly, what is the bond for? They said that if it turns out to be that my accusations are false, they need the money to be able to publish in all of the media that it's a false accusation. I asked them in that case, how much of a bond is, is Mr. Kreitman, Rabbi Kreitman posting? They said nothing at all, no bond. In other words, they prejudge that this thing is all baloney and they can have everybody in Mansi 
wherever else it is, continue wearing shatnas without any qualms, without any problems. This is the first of a series. There will be a number of other podcasts on shatnas that's going on in other areas as well.